0: You're listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast episode 23. Welcome to the Zero Lives Left Podcast. What is it you have always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you've wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. Hello my friends, welcome back to another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. My name is Wayne Denner, good to have you with me here today. If you're just joining and tuning in for the first time, welcome, welcome. Let me give you a quick rundown on how things work around here. Each show we bring you valuable podcast banter on business and career. Each show features a guest who shares their insights and experience with you, the listener. Whether you're interested in starting a business, maybe you have a business, or you're looking to get started in a particular career path, this show is for you, my friend, and we'll have something which will help you along on your way. Don't forget, if you've got any questions or topics you would like me to cover on the show, please do drop me an email to zero lives left Podcast at gmail.com or send me a tweet to at zero lives left. If you're listening to this show on iTunes, please do rate and review the podcast and make sure you hit the subscribe button. If you're listening over on Stitcher, please do remember to leave a review over there as well. As always, our episodes are packed full of valuable information. So you're going to want to make sure you have yourself a pen and a piece of paper. I'm in Dubai and I'm chatting with my good friend, Barry Cummins. Barry has been working in the Middle East for over 10 years and shares his insights and advice on working in the digital marketing industry in this region, current social media trends, as well as setting up his own digital marketing consultancy in Dubai. Another packed episode lined up for you. All right, let's not waste any more time and get right in to episode 23 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. today we are coming to you from a slightly different location than normal. Actually, probably about 6,000 miles away, maybe. Maybe not that far. far. Probably (laughs) about that far. I'm joined today on this episode by my good friend, a guy I might add that I met on Twitter a number of years ago. That's how our uh, relationship uh, originally started. And uh, we've been working together ever since. Barry Cummins, thanks for joining me on the episode. Absolute pleasure, Wayne. Great to have you back. Excellent to be here, Barry. Tell us about You know what you do in this region. You've been here for a long time now. You're involved heavily in digital marketing. You're spearheading the Beat the Cyberbully initiative in this region.
1: How did you come to be in this region? So I've been here now probably about 11 years this year. Um, Originally I was coming here, like many people on the ground here, for six months. So my original plan was, yeah, I'll just pop in, uh, stay for six months. And I was actually on my way to China to teach English as a foreign language, learn Mandarin in exchange and then become middleman for business between east and west and like I say that was eleven years ago my background has been in IT, I worked for Microsoft at the beginning of my career with EMC partners and Microsoft partners on the ground here and one of the reasons I came over to the Middle East was my mum and dad have been over here for quite a long time and uh, it was one of those days in London I came off the tube about 2005 and I was like what am I doing and uh, my sister was over here in Dubai at the same time so I was like right I'm going and let's see what's possible. And at that time, it was still in the IT side of things. And a big global depression that we all know of, 2008, 2009, I was managing a team of salespeople for Microsoft Partner. We hadn't been paid, and so uh, so asking the general management what's gonna happen, and we had a meeting, and the next day I was made redundant. (laughs) And So, like, okay, Uh, blessing in disguise, ended up with a lump sum, and they always say the best time to start a business is in a, a global decline and uh, started looking at the internet in a way that I'd never looked at it before, um, through being taught online, through a mentor that I got in touch with who basically got me into the digital arena by proving to me that it was possible to make money online. Because I went to a, you know, like we do, there's lots of these sessions where people come and teach you how to make money whilst you sleep and all this kind of stuff and you think, yeah, I don't believe it. And uh, I called him out on it and said I don't believe it and he proved it to me. And that was the beginning of what we have now over the last, uh, I guess, seven, eight years built into a digital marketing consultancy, if you like, where we focus mostly on the strategy um, because lots of people get involved in digital with their brands, with their companies without really understanding why they're doing it. And uh, we try to provide a little bit of direction when it comes to those sort of things to see, well, which elements should I be focusing on? Do I need to be really ingrained in SEO? Should I be doing PVC? Should I be social media? Which channels in social media? All of these questions that in some cases people don't ask, they just go, oh, we need to do it. We need to do it, let's get started. They get started, they're really busy, uh, and then six months down the line they go, so what happened? And they sit there and go, uh, we don't know, because <laughs> we don't know what we're measuring, we don't know what we're doing, we don't know why we're doing it, so we try and put that um, infrastructure, I guess, around it. And, and that's kind of what we're doing um, now.
0: Now, a core component of the podcast is all about careers and all about business. Let's, let's start with the business first. Let's get that out of the way. So you were made redundant. Yep. You took that leap of faith yep. and said, right, you know what, I'm going to go out on my own.
1: Yep. So has it been challenging? That's an understatement <laughs> in terms of, yes, it is. It's, uh, uh, you know, it's a complete mindset shift when you start to work for yourself. And you have to undergo that before you start working for yourself, otherwise you're never going to be able to get yourself through those hard days because it is very challenging. Everybody you know, always thinks, I'm going to start my own thing, I'm going to work less, I'm going to earn more, and I'm going to do what I want. And, of course, it's absolutely the opposite. You end up working way more hours, you earn a lot less money, and you have to have that um, firm belief that what you're doing is leading to something because otherwise you just wouldn't get up in the morning and think, why am I doing this? I'm just going to go get a job, get the security of a paycheck every month, and, and live my life that way because actually that's what I can deal with. And that's what a lot of people do.
0: I mean, I was reading an interesting statistic not that long ago, 98% of the population work for somebody
1: else right. and only 2% work for themselves. Yeah, and, and that's testament because a lot of people try it and Dubai is the land of opportunity and a lot of people come here with um, the, the idea that they're going to set something up or they get here working for somebody and then there is a really cool entrepreneurial vibe here where you think, you know what? I think I probably could do it but you still need to be in that mindset where you say, you know what, there's gonna be some tough times ahead. Am I 100% sure that I can make this work? And of course, nobody's 100% sure, but you've gotta believe that. Otherwise, there will be those times where you think, I am done. This is just ridiculous and not working and I'm now spending savings or I'm going to go and look at a loan to do this. So I'm going into debt to start this business and I'm, now I'm starting to doubt myself and all of these things that go through your head. So you really have to make that shift and say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it the right way, so I'm going to research whether I've got a viable business, and then I'm going to put 150% into this all day, every day, until it gets to that point where I'm saying, Okay, yeah, great, I can now expand, I can get more people on board, I can outsource some of the stuff that I've been doing myself. Um, and grow and that's obviously what you're trying to do with the business you're at the end of the day trying to grow it into something that will provide you with enough income to live the life that you want to live whatever that is and that's different for everybody it doesn't mean having millions and millions of dollars in the bank although that might be it for some Um, for me personally it was always about can I generate enough revenue to live the life I want which for me is time to travel and do stuff that I like to do like writing or researching or being outside, camping, hiking, driving, you know, all of these things where you think, oh, I'll just, I'll just get this work done and then I'll do it. And of course, there's always another bit of work that needs to be done. Um, but if you can start to think that I'm going to make what I, I, I envision as my dream, I'm going to build that into a business so that I can have the life that I want to lead that's a core cool part of this because if you don't know why you're doing it, same as digital strategy, if you don't know why you're doing it, then what's the point? I think that's a great way of looking at it. Now, I've been coming to the
0: region for a while. Obviously, we met on Twitter. Yep. I run a business in the UK. Setting up a business in Dubai must be very, very challenging. <laughs> I've mean, I, you know, be, I've been coming here now for a while. I can see some of the challenges. Yep. I can see why it would be extremely difficult. What sort of challenges?
1: Well, there's a, there's a whole raft of challenges because there is, A, there's the uh, the cultural aspect to things over here. This is not the UK, it's not Ireland, it's not the United States, it is the United Arab Emirates, and there are some very specific cultural differences which you have no choice but to observe and understand. Um, you can always decide to ignore them, and that will probably end up with you taking a very quick accompanied trip to the airport and asked to leave under, un, under no uncertain um, terms. But... It also, from a business setup in the UK and Ireland, you can ha- have an idea, you can have this, um, you know, build a business from your bedroom kind of thing because you don't necessarily need to have anything other than the idea and the drive to make it work. On the ground here, you have to have a license, which means investing quite a significant amount of money up front for what is, at this point in time, an idea. And, you know, it's difficult to say, right, and the. Realistically, you're looking at around thirty thousand dirhams to set up your business as a legal entity to accept payments from people, have a office or a hot desk, um, and be able to open a business bank account. And you have to have those things in place before I can start going out there and asking for clients, because. There are some, but most won't want to pay into a personal bank account because obviously that's a little bit worrying in terms of are you a legitimate business because obviously you're not. (laughs) Um, So it's difficult and different, I guess, from that side of things because there is a big entrepreneurial um, community on the ground here and there's a lot of encouragement to set up a business, but on the other hand, it's still exceptionally expensive uh, and challenging to do that when you compare it to other markets where it's a lot easier to just go, right, I'm doing it and I'm going to set up my PayPal. I'm going to be able to accept payments. And if I can get people to think this is a good idea, then I start my business. And then once I've generated enough, then I register it, I trademark it, and on, on we go. And here it's a little bit different because if you try and do it that way, then you might get into quite a lot of trouble, uh, both with other clients but also with the law on the ground here. And like I said, it's uh, it's not a democracy, so if you break the rules, you probably be asked to leave quite quickly, or you end up spending a little bit of time in the, the local jail, and that's something yeah. you definitely don't want to you do. Don't want to go there. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, from a you know, obviously we get a lot of
0: listeners who are listening to this podcast who maybe want to get a career going in digital marketing. You've been in the space there a long mm-hmm. time. What sort of tips would you give somebody maybe starting out on a career or looking to get a
1: career in this region up and running? You really need to be here on the ground. Yeah. That's the first thing I would say, because it used to be that you, a lot of people would be kind of poached from outside of the region and asked to come here, um, but this was 10 years ago. Nowadays, there's a lot of good people on the ground here, so if you want to become part of that picture, you really do need to be here, not least of which, even though we've got things like video conferencing and all of that, business on the ground in the Middle East is based on trust. It is globally, but here even more so, and that trust is developed face to face. So even in the digital arena, it's quite challenging because you can't do everything online as much as you want to. There needs to be some face-to-face interaction to establish that relationship, to build that trust. Once we've got that in place, then we can do business. And we'll continue to do business until such a point I break that trust. And if I break that trust, I lose that business, but I'll also lose any potential for any other business out there because people talk. And it's a small place you know Dubai is, is is relatively small in comparison so once you've been here for a while people know who you are they know your ethics uh, and they know whether or not you can be trusted as a business person so the first thing I would say is to, to think about um, physically being here for interviews to also experience it because I think a lot of people come here on holiday they spend two weeks here and look at the lifestyle and look at everything that's going on going oh I'd like to live here and um, just like everywhere else there are uh, obstacles and hurdles and, and things in place that when you live here full time it's not like home and in some cases I've known people who have upsticked from the UK, sold everything moved the whole family here and literally six weeks later moved back and said I just can't do it, I can't deal with how things work because it's not like home and that's a big it isn't like home <laughs> it's usually the reason why people want to come here because it's slightly different but you also have to be ready to incorporate that into your daily lifestyle that there are things that are going to really frustrate you to the point of breaking especially if you're thinking about starting your own business but then from a digital career i would say get get your house in order as it were is that if you're going to come over and look to be employed as a digital ex- account manager or a digital executive director whatever it is that you're coming in is that you really need to bring something to the table this place hasn't always will be I think somewhere that you have to bring experience to it's very very difficult to get your experience on the ground here because then I'm spending money training you and and that time whereas I could spend that time to bring somebody in who already has that level of experience and they can take my company a couple of steps ahead so you want to have your house in order and be able to clearly define what you bring what's your added value why would I take you on uh, as opposed to this other guy who um can add what you have and is also on the ground here. And the next thing to take into consideration is the language. There is an absolute lack of Arabic language on the ground here because everybody speaks English, which is great, but if your business is looking to expand, then Arabic has to become a big part of that. And So language skills come into it as well to be able to A understand what's being said but also it it helps just like in English you can tell somebody's tone the kind of words they're using whether yet they're saying this because this is going to happen or they're kind of fobbing you off a little bit or this is going to take a lot longer than we thought it was going to take Um, and that could be the case on the ground here as well sometimes things move at lightning speed and sometimes things that you think should move at lightning speed tend to move like a snail and there's no rhyme or reason to it so and you, we've had
0: experience in that. yes we have <laughs> yeah, we have
1: and and this is that you have to have patience and you have to have tenacity and that's whether you're looking to get a job or you're looking to set up a business you need to have those two traits and they're common traits of entrepreneurs the world over you know that you you've got to stick at it and you you need to stick at it when everyone else would stop patience and tenacity. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love it. Now tell me um, the trends,
0: you know, how advanced digital marketing is in this region and social media slightly different from other parts of the world. Um, what do you see right now in 2016 as the trends
1: in digital marketing in uh, the Middle East region? Okay, so at the moment what we're seeing, um, for the last three or four years, Twitter and Instagram have been the kings of, of social media. Uh, as we've Introduce advertising into Instagram. We've seen a decrease in engagement because now everybody's feed is full of um, companies advertising what they do instead of people's um, you know, feeds of their travels or whatever it is, the cookery, whatever you're interested in. It used to be much more personal. Now it's always interspersed with advertising, um, which kind of goes back to the olden days of interrupt marketing. If I haven't actually said I'm interested in your brand, why am I seeing adverts for it? Um, so those two channels have traditionally been the, the leaders on the ground here, but we are seeing a change. Snapchat is gaining a lot of traction at the moment, especially in the teen market, as you know, yeah. in the UK and Ireland. It's mirroring on the ground here, but also into the business world as well, um, where we've got banks on Snapchat here uh, trying to get in touch with that younger uh, demographic and be on their wavelength. And as we always say in, in digital, you've got to be on the channel where your customer is. So if you are going after that younger generation then your marketing department needs to figure out how to use Snapchat properly. Um, And then the major thing that we're seeing, and it's been coming for the last couple of years, is video. Video marketing with Facebook now having live streaming through their page. They understand it. Cisco has come out and said, uh, I think by 2018, about 80% of traffic online is going to be video. So, globally, if you're not incorporating video into your marketing, you're going to be invisible. Businesses can't afford to be invisible online these days because that's where everybody goes to find them. So one of the trends that we're seeing at the moment is more and more people finally, and again, they're behind the trend, um, getting their head around video and how to incorporate that into their messaging to uh, to get their content out there to start to really appear to their target market across the channels that they want to which is now is becoming less important because you've got Facebook live because you've got periscope because you've got live on uh, twitter you've got your meerkats you've got all your snapchats and so forth is that this is how we're going to get to this 80% of traffic uh, on online by the next couple of years because we're all going to be broadcasting all of the time which is good and bad because at the same time as being good to get in touch there's going to be a lot more noise out there of, rubbish you know and
0: in this part of the region they
1: love they love their technology they love their smartphones um it's
0: very image based in terms of you know everyone's using instagram it's all picture orientated you know you so you can see why things like snapchat periscope facebook live are all going to be huge in this region
1: yeah definitely and it is it's a trend that's it's it's been building for the last sort of six to twelve months and it's just going to get um bigger and bigger uh, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see who stands out amongst it because there's quite a lot of people on the ground here who believe they are bloggers uh, and so forth and it, you look at the, the blogging community on the ground here and compare it to the New Yorks and, and the Londons and you see a very, very different scene uh, in terms of how they approach um, sponsors, how advertisers approach them, their expectations and so forth. So we have a, a unique um, uh, demographic but also a different kind of uh, environment, if you like, ecosystem is the word I'm looking for, where you you need to also be on the ground here to see it, to then understand how do I play into this. Um, And it's like anywhere, once you know the rules, you decide whether you're going to play by the rules or you're not going to play by them. If you do play by them, then you, you get rewarded. Same with Google, same with all of these places that if you do it by the way they want you to do it, then you get some benefit from it and the same applies here and sometimes though that can go against what you think because a lot of people want the quick win yeah exactly and this is it you patience there isn't a, a fast buck to be made anymore or there is but it's very short term and what I would say to everybody is that realistically, if you're going to start a business, we should be thinking long term. We should be thinking two, three, five, ten years, and that we can't plan that far ahead. But we should be thinking about well, actually, by this stage, I want to have, you know, a full-fledged agency, or I want to have this many uh, SKUs in my e-commerce store. What is the the progression? Because otherwise, we would kind of want to hiding to nothing. Because again, we're not if we don't know where we're going, we can't measure whether we're getting any closer. And that's the core to any any business, especially from digital, is are we spending in the right place? Are we getting some sort of return for everything that we're doing? And if we're not, let's stop doing it and let's do something else to get that return. And that's something that we try and do with a lot of our clients is get them thinking a bit more strategically rather than just the quick get involved, let's do something because they still believe that, okay, I need to get involved in social media, and if I get involved in social media today, then I'll start seeing return on investment tomorrow. It doesn't work like that. You have to put the work in, long-term view, to start seeing some of these things come back. It's a bit like starting a business. Many people look at maybe what you've achieved, what
0: I've achieved, where we've got to, they kind of want to be doing the same things as us, but we've invested 10 years yeah. and beyond yeah. to try and get to that point. So you know, you're absolutely right. You know, It takes patience and it
1: takes tenacity. Yeah. Definitely. That's, you know, I mean, you've got to put in the work. Yeah, and this is the. When I first started, there was a lot of people that started at the same time on their learning journey and dropped out along the way because they firmly believed that digital was this push button magic formula to wealth and success. It isn't. It really isn't. And it isn't even from an individual perspective, and it definitely isn't from a, a corporate brand perspective. You have to put the work and you have to put the time in. But if you get creative and you start to think about this strategically, that length of time can definitely be shortened. But you're still not, you know, there's no such thing as an overnight success. All these overnight successes we talk about are 10 years in the making, and then suddenly it clicks and flips over, and then, oh, wow, look at this. Um, it works that way all of the time. There's very, very few, you know, lucky people where they come up with this idea and overnight it literally explodes into the, the next best thing. It's usually when you start digging into it, there's been three, five, seven, ten years of hard banging your head against that wall and thinking you're on the right track, and then adapting and moving and that's something else we have to be able to do especially in the digital space is that you can't say yes i'm a digital expert uh, and then somebody's going to call you out on this because you say, so nobody knows everything about digital so you can't go out there and say i am the digital expert say, so i'm a i'm a pretty good knowledge in this area of digital and i focus my time on that because that's where i stay up to date but it's very difficult to stay abreast of everything going on and you know we both also teach you know we do stuff with the different um, schools of communication Charles institute of marketing we teach other people about this and we we have to be up to date but lots of people try and catch you out because <laughs> they're like oh do you know about so and so and this and i'm standing there going no I, I don't but it's good that you're telling me about it because now i will go and research it and learn about it um and, and that's how we stay up to date because at the end of the day we can't know everything and our industry changes literally every minute. Something changes, the rules change, a new app comes out. You can't do this, you can do this, this is now illegal. Uh, it, it's all, and this adds to like, the, uh, the challenge and the excitement of, of what we do, um, but it's also the most frustrating thing in the world.
0: <laughs> now, let's give the listeners a little bit more of our backstory. We met on Twitter yeah. a number of years ago, and I had been delivering the, you know, the online reputation, the e safety stuff in the UK. I was coming out here on a trip. We decided to meet up at the Media One Hotel, I think it was, and and the rest, as I see it, is history. Mm -hmm. You know, we've now been working on a number of different initiatives. You've taken the uh, the online safety initiative that the model that has been developed in the UK and you've rolled it out successfully here in the region. Mm. We're obviously now working together on Rep Selfie, which is a really exciting online reputation tool that's going to be coming out over the next couple of weeks. Reputation is very important Barry in this region. Uh, You touched on it earlier on about you know you know maybe potentially some of the things that you might have done in the UK would not be acceptable here in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the things that people need to think about.
1: Well the first thing in terms of um, that comes back to this cultural element in terms of what you can say and what you can't say even when it comes down to language uh, on the ground here we've got some very strict rules when it comes to the digital space whereby um, I think I'm right in saying that here's the only place where actually it is illegal to tag somebody on Facebook without their permission. Um, there have been cases of people being taken to court for what they've posted in WhatsApp groups. So. The first thing is the cultural aspect you have to think about what you're saying and this is you know a message that we put out there through beat the cyber bully through what we talk about with online reputation is that everybody needs to think twice before posting something through their social channels because there are some social norms on the ground here which are not the same as back in the uk or the us whereby if you did post certain visuals or you say certain things as i said right at the beginning it's not a case of i'm sorry i won't do it again it's come with me, sir, get on the plane, and don't ever come back. And these are the kind of things that do happen. It's not scare tactics or anything. There's there's hundreds of stories of this going on on the ground here because if you don't know the rules, you break the rules, you pay the consequences. Um, So you you have to think about the cultural aspect when it comes to just when you land here, what you wear out and about, what you say, and who you say it to, because not every local wears a, a dish dash and, and headdress, they will be dressed in uh, western clothing, and if you say the wrong thing to, to the wrong person again it 's a very quick trip to the airport or jail, so you can 't say things, even you know things like flipping the bird is illegal here, and you do that because somebody cuts you up on the road. And again, you will then be quickly escorted to the police station and asked to explain yourself. And if you can't explain yourself, then it's prison or deportation. So be aware of the rules is the first thing that I would say, because they are very different to wherever you're coming from. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. The rules here in in, in the Middle East are are definitely uh, very different keep your nose clean and stay off the radar and it's an amazing place with incredible opportunities um, to do things that you perhaps wouldn't be able to do at home and that's one thing I'm very grateful for is I'm pretty sure that had I stayed in London I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now and so Dubai and the UAE has offered me amazing opportunities to really have an idea um, or have an idea given to me, you know, in terms of what you've done already with the Beat the Cyberbully initiative and then trying to put it into play over here. Um, that's also about this cultural understanding. I've taken what was very successfully implemented in the UK and Middle Easternized it a little bit with local knowledge so that I can say the right things that make sense to the audience that I'm talking to. And that's something else to also bear in mind is that lots of people come here with experience of the UK or the US and think that because they've been successful there, the same methods will work on the ground here. I can pretty much tell you now they won't. (laughs) You need to understand how your team is now made up because here we are a melting pot of nationalities. And if you're coming into a management position, you're probably going to have five, six, ten different nationalities within your team. Different levels of English capability, different types of personality, and then you've got the overarching culture of what's going on here. Um, It can be quite daunting and confusing. Um, So take the time to to learn a little bit before you get here Um, and put yourself, say, put put the best version of you out there um, online. And this is something else that is very important for people that are applying for jobs on the ground here. We do a lot of work in schools, as you said, so we talk to teachers a lot. Uh, and sometimes they are the ones that come out of our session saying thanks very much for that, I hadn't really thought about how I use my digital channels and there's some inappropriate imagery on there, you know, that maybe I'm a teacher applying from UK or Ireland to become a teacher over here and my profile picture is, uh, you know, you in your swim shorts or your bikini holding a cocktail, well that would be deemed totally inappropriate for this market. But unless somebody points it out to you, you think well it's just a picture and in the UK it's perfectly acceptable this market is wholly unacceptable.
0: And of course, the the online reputation remains very, very important in this region. Uh, We've been working on RepSelfie now for for a couple of years. Um, It's a tool that's going to help people reflect on the things that they posted in the past. So employers are switched on to it in this part of the region. I mean, it's not just that the States or or the UK employers are looking at this sort of stuff. They're actually looking over here in Dubai.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And everywhere, I think now globally, is that your online reputation is becoming perhaps even more valuable currency than money because that's the first thing that most people see about you now is that um, you You apply for a job here on the ground in, in, in Dubai. The first thing that that recruitment agency or that company is going to do is look at your name and Google you. And what they find about you then is going to determine whether your application goes in the let's give them a call or it goes in the bin. And that it's a snap decision and they will not uh, either way if there's inappropriate content inappropriate tweets inappropriate images it goes in the bin there's no two ways about it because there's a lot of people that want to come to this region so there's a lot of competition um, you need to stand out for the right reasons not the wrong reasons and you need to keep thinking about that as well because we're seeing it ha- happening is that whilst you might be able to sort of clean up your act to get the job we're all creatures of habit and so we kind of fall back into our old ways while the companies are hot on watching what you're doing online to make sure that you um, aren't doing anything untoward because as you just said there the online reputation of the company is so valuable they can't afford for your personal online reputation to start damaging their corporate reputation so if you start posting things that are um, you know, detrimental to them you're going to be called up straight away so think think about what you put out there on your social channels before you even send off the application for a job over here uh, and even think about it if you're coming over to start up a company because again people will look at who you are when they come to meet with you. So if you're bringing a new idea and you're going to pitch it to people, the first thing they're going to do: who's this guy? Who's this girl? They're going to Google you, and if there's anything untoward, you probably won't get that meeting.
0: And as you know, there are plenty of opportunities in this region for the right people. Yep. You know, if you're willing to put in the effort, if you're willing to keep your nose clean, if you're able to work hard. I mean, I've seen that myself. I mean, you know, you've been here a number of years. I've been coming back and forth now for a number of years. So there is. It is the land
1: of opportunity, still. It is absolutely. It's changing, and it's changed a lot over the last decade since I first got here. But even now, I still view it as a a place that offers me more opportunity than I than at home, you know, in terms of the UK. And I don't know whether that's just because I've been here for ten years, or because genuinely, when you come here, there's that energy and there's that um, I think I can do it attitude. Is like you know, if I'm going to try anywhere, and there's a lot of negative connotations with here that well, you couldn't do it in London, so now you're going to try in Dubai. Uh, And there are certain industries where that might be the case, but if you are, as you rightly said, if you're keeping your nose clean and you're willing to put in the work here, then if you get that kind of mix right, then you will see success. Um, But you have to take into consideration the cultural element as well, because there are companies here that you would join, you would put your whole heart into it, and then somebody with a passport that might be uh, considered more valuable than yours will then get promoted above you and that's when you start thinking this is not fair and then that's when a lot of people then start thinking I'm going to start my own company because I'm fed up with being treated like this but that still means you're going to have to put in a lot of time a lot of effort to get your own company off the ground up and working and competing with perhaps the company that you're about to leave Um, but you're quite right There's still in my mind more opportunity on the ground here than in a lot of places around the world.
0: Now, I always encourage listeners to, to connect with our guests on the show. Um, how can people get in touch with you? Um, a whole raft
1: of, <laughs> as you'd imagine. There's, uh, you know, but you're like
0: me. You're always willing to meet people if they're yeah. coming to the region.
1: Your networking yeah. networking's a core component of what you do. That's how we met on Twitter. I, yeah, I mean it is. And that's actually a really good point in terms of, uh, before I give out my contact details and stuff, is that networking is how business happens here. And whilst you, you can have everything in place digitally, you can have a billboard at the side of Sheikh Zayed Road, you can be on the radio and so forth, is actually being visible at a lot of these events that gets you to build that reputation where people go, oh yeah, that's that guy who spoke about this on the radio and he's the one that's got the the radio ad and he's also the one that was doing this session in in, in Media City. And then they put all of the pieces together and go, okay, I guess this guy knows something about digital. Maybe we should have a, a chat with him. And it's it's how we do business here. We have lots of meetings where we don't talk about business because we're building a relationship. We have to meet and we have to have coffee and we have to learn about each other. And then we have to meet again and we might have to learn a bit more about each other. And then at the third or fourth meeting, we actually start talking about business. Ted Um, Rubin, one
0: of the biggest, he was identified. he was in in Forbes' magazine, top five social media
1: influencers, uh, talks about return on relationship. Right. It's all about relationships. It is. It is. It absolutely is. And I think that's true for business the world over. But it's absolutely exemplified here on the ground in the Middle East. And with that in mind, like I say, you can catch me um, on Twitter at BarryJunior78. My company is MaximumNetGame.com. BeatTheCyberBully.ae at CyberSafetyUAE on Twitter and Facebook also at Rep Selfie
0: and stay tuned for Rep Selfie. it's yeah. going to be coming very very soon well i have to say barry um this is my you know i'm, I'm into the 20 20th, 20th episode of my podcast now and beyond and i've not done one in the sunshine 37 degrees poolside <laughs> so this is one that definitely goes down for me as a, as a...
1: one of the benefits of being in dubai <laughs> absolutely a barry thanks for taking time to join me on the episode today absolute pleasure thanks for having me
0: what an episode. Some great insights and value added from Bari in episode 23. I made a stack of notes on you know, things that I'm taking away from this podcast. You know, if you're somebody who's looking to work in the Middle East, you're looking to get a job in Dubai, maybe you're listening to this podcast, and you're thinking, you know what, I would love to work in that part of the world. So, a lot of great stuff in this podcast that you can take away, that you can think about. The whole aspect of, you know, different cultural aspects of working in the UAE, you know, getting a job in Dubai is slightly different maybe from getting a job in the UK. You know, you've got to be here on the ground. You've got to build relationships with people. You've got to network. Um, And business in the UAE is based on trust. So it's really important that you develop those business relationships with people. Of course, we talked at length about setting up a business, you know, why patience and tenacity is really, really important. And I couldn't agree more with Barry, you know, you gotta have that patience, but you also gotta have that tenacity. You gotta really want to make it work. Um, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. There is no quick route to building a business. I know that. Barry knows that. So if you're listening to this podcast and you wanna start a business, maybe you've got a business and you're maybe one or two years into your business and you're thinking, you know what, my business isn't moving as fast as I want it to move. My advice to you is to stick at it. Work hard, invest the time, develop your network and build trust and valuable relationships. That is the key word, build valuable relationships and Barry echoed that in this episode of the podcast. So a massive thank you to Barry for taking time out with me in Dubai to chat through uh, some of his tips and his insights. On getting your business or career in digital marketing up and running. All right, don't forget if you have any topics you would like me to cover on the show, please do drop me an email to zero lives left podcast at gmail.com or send me a tweet to at zero lives left. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, Please do rate and review the podcast and make sure you hit the subscribe button. We bring out new episodes all the time and you want to get that notification when a new episode of the podcast is available. Thank you so much for tuning into episode 23 of the show and I'm going to be coming back very soon with another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thanks for listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast with Wayne Denner. Make sure to check out Wayne's new book, The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation, available from waynedenner.com, and follow him on Twitter at Wayne Denner. Tune in next time.